CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm (laughs) going to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. One celebrity just said no to space. Kevin Hart reveals he got an offer to fly to space for a documentary series capturing a celebrity's experience in orbit. The comedian talked about it on his podcast, Straight from the Heart, on Sirius XM. He says it wasn't about the money. If I'm 60, 65, my kids are a certain age, I, you know, every I didn't seen all the, the flowers blossom and I didn't live life. That's, a, that's something that you punctuate it with. At this point... When you got these little ones at this, nah, I can't f- around with space. Ashton Kutcher recently made the same move, saying it wasn't the right decision for his family. Monica Ricks, CBS News. In New York City. It's not quite nude season, but bras and shorty shorts are de rigueur on the street as people strip down to beat the summer heat. The New York Times takes note of women in trendy bras and turtle print boxers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. This week's Pro Basketball Update brought to you by Credit Karma. What a season and playoff run it's been. What started out with no fans in the arenas last fall is ending on a high note. We all got to see two teams in Milwaukee and Phoenix make it farther than both franchises have made it in decades. Along the way, finding new stars and ways to play. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Call 800-549-1985 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. 800-549-1985. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that even in the face of a pandemic, other health issues don't just go away. Every 40 seconds, someone still has a heart attack. A stroke won't just hold off until all this is over. 
and knowing the signs and risk factors for both is as important as ever. It's time to take back your health safely. And like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. I show Marcus Deers and breeding cattle on 4-H all around the state. Most people do not know how much work, time, and money us cattle folks put into our animals. The steer I am showing this year was born and raised on my farm, and his mother is one of my old shelters. I have raised since he was born, so I will have him for almost two years. These animals are a part of our family. 4-H and FFA families give up so much for their animals. So please come out and support the Athens County Fair and the 4-H and FFA kids August 7th through the 14th. And come out and watch the cattle show on August 10th at 7 p.m. Welcome to Sweet Tea USA, where we know our sweet tea, and we like it sweet. Sweet in the morning to get you through the day, sweet in the evening to put a smile on your face. And McDonald's knows sweet tea, too. That's why you can get any size sweet tea for just a dollar. Plus, with insulated large cups, your drink stays cold longer. Here in Sweet Tea USA, everything is a little sweeter. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal as compared to prior large cup. Are you struggling to pay out-of-pocket Medicare costs? Your deductibles, co-payments, and prescription medication can really add up. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help you navigate confusing signups and help you save money. Medicare savings programs such as extra help or low-income subsidy are available. Call 1-800-331-2644 for free over-the-phone assistance with enrollment. No waiting, no travel, just one phone call. That's 1-800-331-2644. It's the 68th Annual Perry County Fair, July 19th through the 24th. General mission, only $10. Monday is Veterans Day. Enter free with the military ID from 1 until close. Tuesday is Kids Day, $7 all day for kids 18 and under. Thursday is Senior Citizens Day. Seniors 60 or older enter for free from 1 until 6. Demolition Derby, motocross, square dancing, and more. More information, visit perrycountyfairgrounds.com. It's the Perry County Fair. July 19th through the 24th. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 5 Five nine three seven three nine three. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, I see you're all set to leave for Indiana Orthopedic University in your ball game with IOU. Now, you told me on that last program that your starting safety, Stubby Simmons, might be out of action due to an injury this week. If so, who's going to be taking his place in the IOU game? Well, you know, we was talking about that. You know, IOU has one of them bone-crushing ground games. You know, they run the wishbone. So what we're going to do, we figured out we're going to take our free safety out of the lineup and put in an extra linebacker, and we're going to use a 
freshman boy named of a Plug Donovan. You know, he ain't very tall. In fact, I believe his waistline's about the same as his height. But anyway, he's real capable of filling in whatever holes we got in our defensive line. Well, I wanted to ask you about your game plan on offense because obviously you're going to have to score more points than you did last week if you're going to win. Well, that's right. You know, I've been saying that all along. In fact, ever since 1937, our game plan has always been the same, and that is score more points than the other folks, and that, that way we'll win. And the boys haven't been following the game plan. So this week we're going to try something different. Well, what is that, Coach? Well, we're going to put in another tight end on the weak side and rotate him toward the slot and hoping that creates a little daylight between the rover and the inside linebacker on the strong side, provided, of course, the nose guard in the corner covering the X receiver takes the bait and creates man coverage on the halfback who goes in motion to fake the pitch out, and that gives the quarterback the option of going to the triple wing side. Coach, that sounds a bit complicated to me. Well, it must be. I've, I've only gotten now to the point where I can draw it on the chalkboard. I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show, proudly sponsored by the cast and characters of Looney Tunes. Coach Turf, I'm still trying to figure out your offensive game plan you explained a moment ago. Would you, would you run that by us one more time? Well, you take the tight end, and uh, he rotates over toward the slot, and the uh, daylight, the uh, inside linebacker, uh, the uh, well, the corner and the nose guard on the other side, uh, and, and the halfback is supposed to, we, we fake him to pitch out, and the quarterback, uh, we have the triple option wing side. All right, Coach, that second consecutive road game is coming up this week. Has scheduling the first two games on the road created any additional hardships for your coaching staff and your players? Well, what it does is we got to make sure we wash our white road uniforms for two straight weeks in a row. You know, they ain't nothing more embarrassing than walking out onto the football field wearing dirty uniforms. You know, uniforms is supposed to be dirty after the ball game, not before it starts. And that puts a lot of pressure on our equipment manager, good old Suds Bleachman. But he does a real fine job keeping our uniforms all cleaned up. Well, Coach, are you planning on bringing back a victory this week? Well, you know what they say. Uh, they say that you win some and you lose some. And I say, wouldn't that be nice? Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. One of my good friends was um, Debbie Phillips. Her husband, Guy Phillips. And the reason I bring it up is her email address was Living for the Weekend. <laughs> That has become ever so more important to me. 
as time has gone by. And we are living for the weekend. Just a few hours away from now. Anyway, good morning, folks. It's the 23rd day of July. And, of course, the year is 2021. Olympics uh, underway as we speak. And, um, you know, the ceremonies and all that sort of thing. And uh, we may focus on that as a topic here eventually today, that is. But today is gorgeous Grandma Day. Oh. Okay, with that. Now, do you, do you know of any? Well, you know, I I recently came across a picture. So, my grandfather and my grandmother and their four daughters, of which mine my mother Let's see, was she she was next to the youngest, okay? Okay. So she was third in line. And it's a picture when all the girls, I think, were teenagers. And it's a very classy, old picture. But it is simply stunning. You know, all, all three of the girls look terrific. Now, understand, it's a very period day. We're talking about the early 1900s. My grandfather, my grandmother looked stoic. That's the word, right? Yeah, it is. Very proper. And this picture means so much to me. I'm going to try to get it um, printed and uh, framed up in the um, where we have all our different family pictures. We have, I don't know, we have things on the wall everywhere. And every one of them means something. Grandkids. You know what I mean. Yeah. All sorts of things. And then around the holidays, all those Christmas stockings go back up. Yeah, well. You know, I'm I'm ashamed to say this is the first time we've done this, but our Christmas tree is still up. Yeah, I know people who do that. And it is just such a joy down in the family room. The family room's a large room. Uh, Our house, uh, oh, what was it, in 2004, we uh, doubled more than doubled the size of our home. <coughs> and we love it. And There's people that do that with their trees, and that way they don't have to keep going up and down the steps to get it out of the basement or yeah. get it out of the rafters of the garage or the attic or whatever. Well, it's, uh, it's I mean, we've a lot of people have joked and teased us about it, but I just love it. All right. Cool. Well, anyway, let's see. So, gorgeous so, grandma day. Okay. So you do. Those are yours then. Gorgeous grandmas. What about Pat? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I, you know, you tend to when you think of your grandmother, you think of your grandmother, not no. that. Okay. At least I do. Yeah. Oh, well, you could go either way with that, you know. But Barb's a grandma. Yeah. 
That's to right. Grandma. That's right. You bet. Yep. I've got a few in my family, too. National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. Mm, yeah. That's the only thing we've got today. Uh, yeah. Are those two? I know. It. <clears throat> Yesterday, there was about five or six of them, I think. And it makes you wonder why, if there was some day you had to add, you wouldn't put it on a day when there's fewer. You know what I mean? Yeah, or maybe somebody was uh, working for the weekend and bugged out of there pretty quick. They only listed two instead of a dozen. You know, when you mentioned living for the weekend. Yes. There is a song, actually, by oh, yeah. a group called Loverboy, working for the weekend. We, we, we could play that. It's a, it's a good one. Is it on in our system? I'll look and see. Okay. Anyway, let's see. Let's do the historical stuff. Okay. Today, of course, uh, once again, let me mention, is July 23rd. But on this date in the year 1215, Frederick II crowned King of the Romans, King of the Germans, in Aiken. In 1829, William Austin Burt patents America's first typographer and uh, later became better known as a typewriter. In 1840, the Union Act passed by British Parliament, uniting Upper and Lower Canada. You know, I'm still thinking about the typewriter. Um... I still love the typewriter. I can take a selectric typewriter and just fly. Now, of course, today with our word processing, there are definite advantages to that, where if you change your mind on a word, you can easily exit out and, oh, yeah. and put it with the word you think is better. But I I loved working on a Selectric typewriter. I've got one in bank. Two, actually. Okay, going on here. Let's see here. 1944, Conference of Bretton Woods was signed. And the IMF operations begin. I am in Oh, International Monetary Fund. I'll bet you that's it. Last one to mention, 1995, Comet Hale-Bopp Bop. Hale is discovered and becomes visible to the naked eye nearly a year later, a comet. All right, so famous birthdays, right? This is something we do on free-for-all editions. Yes, we do. Well, for, we have um, four to mention. First is Monica Lewinsky. Um, now, let's see here. Wasn't she involved with the White House in one way? Uh, yeah, more than one way or okay. the other. Yes. Anyway. Um, very inappropriately. Yeah, I guess. Um no, I, I didn't mean to say, I guess. Um, in any case, uh, she is attractive. 48th birthday today. Alison Krauss. C-R, I'm not C, but K. 
K-R-A-U-S-S. She's a singer. Is that it? Yeah. Blues, country. 50th birthday today. Um, Yeah, bluegrass. She's really good. Now, here's uh, two others that uh, today would have been their birthday, but uh, they're past. And this one I didn't realize had passed. Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was an actor. And uh, seems to me I saw him in something recently. Must have been a movie. Um, but he was born in 1967 and died in 2014. A very short life. Yeah, he was in uh, the movies Capote, The Master, The Hunger Games, The Long Came Polly. Yeah. Haile Selassie also, um, this would have been his birthday. He was born in 1892, died in 1975. And just refresh our audience on his... Who who was it again? Haile Selassie. H-A-I-L-E. Last name S-E-L... A-S-S-I-E. He was a political leader, as I recall. Yes, he was the emperor of Ethiopia from 1930 to 1974. Now, famous deaths. Uh, <coughs> let's see here. What do we got? This is another pretty lady, Amy Winehouse. This doesn't ring any bell for me. Oh, she was a fantastic singer. Oh, okay. She had uh, an addiction that she just could not shake. And it took her life, eh? Yeah. Well, she was born in 18... I'm sorry, 1983 and died in 2011. Beautiful voice. Our our former president, USS Ulysses S. Grant, born in 1822, died on this date in 1885. There's a blurb here. It says, uh, Ulysses S. Grant's Race Against Time. They go on to say, One newspaper called Ulysses S. Grant America's Most Corrupt President. Historians now doubt that and and admire his courage in telling his remarkable story. You know what they're referring to? Um, I do not. U.S. Grant? Well, obviously there were critics at the time, but he has <clears throat> since uh, proven them to have been well correct. This says, as President Grant was an effective civil rights executive who created the Justice Department and worked with the radical Republicans to protect protect African Americans during Reconstruction. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. It goes on to ask the question, was he a good president? As a two-term president, he is typically dismissed as a weak and ineffective. Historians, uh, historians have often ranked Grant's presidency near the bottom in American history. 
I guess it depends now, on see here. which Am historian you talk to. He was an Ohioan, right? Uh, was he from Ohio? Yes, he was born in Point. Well, at the time it was Point Pleasant, Ohio, but we know it now as Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Unless there's a and different the, Point Pleasant, the Ohio. Grant, uh, the Grant Memorial is up there around Marion. Is that correct? I think that's the Harding Memorial. Oh, yes. Oh, well. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, let's see. <coughs> Point Pleasant is in Monroe Township in Claremont County, Ohio. It is on the Ohio River around 25 miles southeast of Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, there you go. There is another Point Pleasant. Ohio. So, yes, he was born in Ohio. The COVID statistics. Um, they have risen. Um, we are still fortunate here in Athens County. Uh, for example, yesterday there were seven new cases. We've had a total of 5,261 cases in Athens County. That's 8% of our population. However, remember I said 5,261. 5,188 have since recovered. Uh, there has been a total of 60 deaths in our county, and that has uh, been the same number for s almost almost three weeks. No changes there. But um, if but there's been a jump statewide, and for that matter, nationally as well. Worldwide too. What am I trying to say? Um. But, and it, this is a significant thing here, if Athens was being affected by COVID in the same manner that the state of Ohio has been or is, we would have exactly 1,000 more cases than we've had. So Athens, please keep it up, do it right. I have noted people wearing masks again, not ex not completely, but more than they had been a week ago. And uh, folks, take care of one another, please. All right. Well, the state of Ohio, as of yesterday, let's update their figures. We are now up to 1,120,120. That is um, just under 10% of our population has gone through COVID or is still experiencing it. In fact, let's, let's take care of that. 97% of those have recovered now. That number is 1,087,482. 
So I guess the question is, uh, okay, so we have 60-some thousand currently experiencing it. 8,413 are in ICU situations. 52,964 are not. There has been no change in the death rate for three days. No additional deaths. It stands solid at at the moment at 20,449, which is 1.83%. All right. United States. As of 2 p.m. yesterday, there have been 35,210,734 cases. Thirty-five million. Also, as of yesterday... 29,477,230 have recovered. So the difference is active cases, 5,107,334. Deaths, there were 359 new deaths yesterday. That's about twice as many as the day before. And the day before that, and the day before that, and so on. So there has been a spike there. How many are fully vaccinated? 161 million. 141,883, that is 48.4% of our state's population is fully vaccinated. I guess I should go back down to to the state of Ohio. Our state has 48.72%. And our county, 42.5%. One final group, and that is the world itself. Since we're talking about vaccinations, I'll just stay with that. 26%, almost 27%, fully vaccinated. Now, how many cases as of yesterday worldwide? 193 million. 360,516. That's 2.45% of our world's population. There were 555,000 new cases just yesterday. Again, this is worldwide. Uh, Now, 
once again, I, I already said this, but 26.75% are fully vaccinated of our world. And they're working um, speedily on that. Deaths worldwide, 4,150,618. That's 2%, 2.15%. Recovery, 175,701,384. So 90 point, I'm going to round it up, 91% of those that have contracted COVID in the world have recovered. Okay. Uh, Let's see. There's a a little sporting event taking place. Um, It's called the Olympics. That it is. Postponed from last year to this year. Well, as we speak, they are getting underway with the opening ceremonies and all that sort of thing. Um, I think we'll be having some form of, I don't know if it's hourly reports, updates and all from CBS. Of course, NBC owns the exclusive rights, so... uh, Otherwise, we'd be running a lot of it as we speak if CBS had the full rights. Anyway, the games will officially get underway Friday evening, today. Um, It is Friday evening there now, okay? And what I saw of it early this morning, it is just as a incredible a display as we're accustomed to each four years. Now, I, I jotted down some things here. Uh, I'm sure you are aware, but I'll tell you anyway. It was Athens, Greece that hosted the first modern Olympics. And I think that occurred in 1896. The Olympics now have been hosted by 19 different countries since then. The Olympic rings represent solidarity and unity among the continents of Africa, North America, South America, Asia, Oceania, and Europe. Five rings. Gold, silver, and bronze medals were not awarded until 1904. During the ancient Olympics, the winners were awarded with an olive wreath. The United States has won more than 2,800 medals entering the games this year. Uh, No other country has won more than 1,000.
You all know the name Michael Phelps. He is the most successful Olympian, a U.S. swimmer, of course. He's earned 28 medals, in 20, including 23 of which were gold. And he did so over four different Olympic games. Originally, the games were only in the summer. But they added the Winter Olympics in 1924. Golf made its Olympics debut in 2016. Baseball, softball, karate, skateboarding, and, uh, and sport climbing will be debuting, um, uh, well, this year. It was to have debuted last year, but as you know, the games were delayed one year due to, well, COVID, right? The United States has hosted the Summer Olympics four times. Twice they were in Los Angeles, and that would have been 1932 and 1984. Even before that in St. Louis in 1904. And since then in Atlanta in 1996. Well, here's a little odd thing. It says figure skating started out as a summer Olympic sport. Now, let's see here. Now, the first Olympic Games took place in 776 B.C., guess the um, it's a very costly thing for the nation hosting it I think I heard that um, boy I almost hate to quote this but I believe they said that before the postponement the cost was either 12 or 13 billion dollars to um, oh help me where are they this year? Tokyo Tokyo thank you uh, but with the delay it has jumped it up to 17 billion um now, in 1936, there was a financial concern, and get this, they cut the medals in half to save money. I thought that was an odd fact. Hmm, yeah. Let's see what else I can find here. Well, okay, here's the specific number. So 
if they had been held yet uh, last year when they were supposed to, it was twelve point six billion. Now it's up to fifteen point four billion, so not seventeen, but fifteen. So the cost just do the p- pandemic stuff gone up twenty two percent. Now, uh, they should be pleased at that because when they did announce the delay, they, the projection was that it was going to go up to $25 billion. But somehow or other, they've kept it to $15.4 <clears throat> Okay. Just to give you a kind of a reference on that I looked up something on Forbes magazine in 1964 the Tokyo Summer Olympics where they're being held now okay remember this is in 1964 the operating budget was 72 million but the total costs were 1.9 billion Mm -hmm. so 10 times that they were expecting this year yeah, pretty much. Johnny Weissmuller. Did I say it right? Yeah, Weissmuller. Thank you. Just stumbled on my tongue. Um, years ago, he was a swimmer and represented his nation at the Olympics. He won three individual gold medals in the 1924 Paris Games, besides a silver in the team event. Then in the 28 Amsterdam Olympics, he pocketed another two gold medals. Later on, he turned into an actor, and who do you think he played? Tarzan. That's right. In 12 motion pictures. I think he might have been the very first one that that I remember anyway. I remember him and then uh, a fellow named, an actor named Ron Ely, Mm -hmm. E-L-Y, was uh, Tarzan after that. We have about 14 minutes left today. What interesting things did you come across? Well, and, uh, and maybe you you didn't find anything. What you mean as far as the Olympic well, humor, whatever, or anything? It's a phrase. Oh, all right. Well, we need you to to complete the show to stamp the seal on it with your Oh, oh, yes, thank you. Yabba <laughs> dabba do, folks. <laughs> Yabba dabba do. Okay, now we're official. There we go, yeah. The NBA Finals uh, just finished up. The Milwaukee Bucks won their first NBA title in 50 years. Uh, they came back from being down two games to none. They won four straight to win the series 4-2, to two, and thus winning the first championship in half a century. And uh, quite a series there when... No one even knew. You know, they're still playing basketball in mid-July. Yeah. Finishing up the... Everything's goofed up. Yeah. So they pushed back the season. Fans were not allowed in at the beginning of the season. 
And by the by, Game Six of the NBA Finals, that place was packed. And outside of the arena in Milwaukee, I think uh, it was reported to be another fifty thousand people standing outside watching big screen TVs. Uh, so that was going on. You know, um, with my seventeen years of managing the, the Copperheads. Uh, the students that were became our staff were grad students primarily in the sports administration program. And I love to use the quote because each year now, for some years, they've been named the number one program of its kind in the world. You yourself, Scott, a graduate of that program. Yes, I am. These former staffers who keep in touch with me, um, you know, like on Facebook and stuff like that. And I'm not a rabid user of it, but I get so many nice notes from them about their present job. And many of them have very important positions with professional and collegiate uh, college programs throughout the nation, even a few overseas. And uh, they're very grateful to the experience the Copperheads provided them. And they're also somewhat vocal about what they're going through. Um with this COVID stuff, how it has affected their programs and their fan base and their and the economics of their program. This is tough. And uh, you know, all I all I do is send back a note saying, Yeah, the radio station's going through it too. Um you know, we're like 46% off in our business uh, model. Although that's that started to improve again, significantly, actually. But at our low point, it was. And um, we're grateful to all the businesses out there. I'm, I'm changing topics, really. We're grateful to all the businesses out there that have come back and are helping us spread their word. Um, that they're open, that they're doing business, that they're providing a good product. And uh, we love having a loud voice to tell that. Yes, but yes. Th- but these do. sports programs, um, golly. Yeah. You know, you think about how it affected not only not having the schedules, not being able to play the games, but it also affects, you know, uh, the ushers at the games, the concession people, uh, the ticket takers, you know, the people that work in the the ticket kiosks or Mm -hmm. the booths uh, that sell tickets and, you know, grounds crews. 
you, you name it, wow. top to bottom, they were employees of, uh, you know, pro sports franchises that were laid off, obviously, because of that. And, uh, you know, it's just something they never expected getting in to that. But as we know, um, when things shut down, the trickle-down effect happens mm. uh, with COVID. And uh, you know, not to shift gears, but I guess I will. Yesterday, uh, we had a great interview with uh, Mayor Steve Patterson. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to open the show with asking how Steve did. Oh, uh, excellent. I mean, I he is uh, such a great interview and full of information, topics to discuss. Uh, I, I was right on the edge of... I was north of Lancaster, so that's kind of where the signal starts to drop out. So I heard his voice a couple times, and then it wasn't a good enough signal. Yeah. Well, we covered a lot of topics, uh, a lot of things. You know, uh, Mayor Patterson comes in with lots of sure. things to talk about. And uh, after the show, I asked him, did we get to everything you wanted to talk about? He said, everything I had here. He said, yeah, we did. So one of the things that I asked him was, how do you feel or what is your gut feeling about masking up again? Do you think it will happen with this rise in the Delta uh, variant of COVID? And, you know, we, he explained what he felt about masking. And, uh, you know, we talked about his vacation with his family, that from the time they were in the airport, on the plane, in the layover airport, by the time they got to Oregon, they had to mask up the whole time. And he said it was about eight hours of wearing a mask. And it was just uh, kind of unusual. So I asked him, do you think we're going to have, we're going to face masking up again here in Athens? Okay. Now he went on to say that council has amended the masking ordinance. You know, to say if you have been vaccinated, it's uh, not required. Now before that it was required citywide right? So I said, what's your gut feeling, Mr. Mayor? And he went on to say that eventually we may face that again here with the numbers on the rise in this uh, Delta variant if people don't get vaccinated. One thing that he spoke of was encouraging people to get vaccinated. You know, and when we finished up the show, I said, anything else you want to add before we get going? And that was one of the, the final things he said get a vaccination too so his feelings were from what i gathered and i kind of have the same feeling that he does that we are going to be facing a a mask mandate again so with school at ou starting again essentially we're going to have a new freshman class and uh, as he mentioned uh actually two new classes because the freshmen that will be sophomores this year had to do a lot of at-home study uh, via Zoom meetings or online courses. So once OU opens up again, you know, basically we're getting two new classes coming to the Athens area. Um, how that affects the university and in, in classrooms uh, that if someone goes in there, from what I understand, if someone is unvaccinated and is in a classroom, they 
they need to declare that, and the whole, apparently the whole class uh, will be asked to wear a mask too. So, you know, it's kind of a wait-and-see thing, as he mentioned, uh, to see how it affects our, you know, the university community. Number one, of course, it's going to affect the area too. I think I've mentioned before, we have uh, three or four local companies that do print T-shirts, right? Yeah. And um, I know it'd be a little bit complicated, but I, I I think it would be so well cool, but also informative. If people, if they took a picture of your vaccination card and printed it on front and back of a (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. I've been threatening to do that. And sure, it contains your birth date, but, you know, it doesn't have your social security number or your pins or, you know, other confidential stuff. Yeah. And, um... So how 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 are you going to feel about that? Should we be required to wear masks well, again? Because I you're not a fan of I'm masking. not a fan of masking. No, nope. but and, uh, I'll do it. You know, uh, I did it before. I'll do it again. Yeah, man. If, if it's if they, but let me let, we got the New York Times. We got three minutes left. Yeah, if we get to that point, that is, you know, there's that variable. If if we get to that. New York Times says vaccine mandates are controversial. They're also an effective way to save lives. Well, that's pretty damned important. Yes. Vaccine mandates are controversial, but they're also effective. Now, let's see. Before Houston Methodist became one of the first hospital systems in the U.S. to mandate COVID-19 vaccines, about 85% of its employees were vaccinated. After the mandate, the share rose to about 98%, with the remaining 2% receiving exemptions for medical or religious reasons. Of all of those employees, 0.06% says we're either quit or fired. Interesting. Yeah. The point, what I thought they were going to say is only six point, less than 1% got it. But that's not what they said. Um, Okay, schools, including Indiana University and many private colleges that require students and workers to get vaccinated, have reported extremely high uptake. A recent Kaiser Family Foundation survey of Americans who had been opposed to getting vaccinated and later changed their minds found that mandates or restrictions on the unvaccinated were one common reason. The 51-year-old man told Kaiser that he began to feel as if he had limited options without it. Here's another. The French government will soon require that people show proof of vaccination or a recent negative test to eat at a a restaurant. 
attend a movie or participate in any other, uh, I mean, the word public is missing, but public activities. Emmanuel Macron, right? The president over there announced that policy last week. The number of vaccine appointments surged. Italy announced a similar policy yesterday. The Times' Mark Centora explains. And anyway, um, well, folks. We're, I, we're seeing bigger cities are now requiring masking again. You know, uh, Vegas, I think, is one, Los Angeles. Uh, Chicago, I think I heard on the news this morning, Columbus City Schools. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to be requiring that, too. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but had, again, you know, you can be asymptomatic if you do get the vaccine. It doesn't create total immunity, but it sure helps. We had uh, also sort of planned on mentioning a few jokes concerning masking or COVID, but then we decided against it. <laughs> and and the Olympics. We had some Olympic jokes lined up, too. Yeah. You got one? Uh, quickly. How do fireflies start a race? I don't know how. On your mark, get set, glow. Glow. That's what we're going to do. That's Except we're, we're going to go. Indeed. Have a marvelous weekend out there, <laughs> folks. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The opening ceremony is underway at the Olympics in Tokyo, but first we have breaking news from Cleveland. The city's MLB team is changing its name from the Indians to the Guardians after years of pushback from Native American groups. The team has called itself the Indians since 1915. At the Olympics in Tokyo, First Lady Jill Biden is there for opening festivities. So is Japanese Emperor Naruhito and CBS's Steve Futterman, who says a lot of others, namely spectators, are not because of COVID concerns. I have been to many of these opening ceremonies, and obviously the big difference here is no fans. This stadium holds more than 60,000. I'm guessing no more than around 5,000 people are here right now. The, the fans do add something, and without the fans, something does seem to be missing. As spectacular as the scenes are on the field, something just doesn't seem to be right here at this opening ceremony. Outside on the streets of Tokyo, <laughs> protesters are blasting Olympic organizers for holding the games during a pandemic. The U.S. is stocking up on shots. CBS's Elaine Cobb. The government has bought 200 million more doses of the Pfizer vaccine. Pfizer says that should ensure broad access for Americans into next year. It follows another order for 200 million more doses of the Moderna vaccine signed last month. More cities.